Welcome to Swarupa Vidya Ashram. My name is Swami Nirmalananda. Each audio is a discourse that I offered at a satsang, a free meditation program, and was followed by meditation. These teachings address the underlying questions of life. Who am I? Why am I here? How do I do what I came here to do? I went to my guru with these same questions while he gave me the teachings I share here. Most importantly, he gave me the inner experience they describe. This is why I teach, to share the same with you, both the theory and the inner experience of your own inherent divinity. The bliss of consciousness is your birthright. Meditate and discover that you are greater than you could ever imagine. Om Namah Shivaya Gurave Satchidananda Murtaye Nishpapanchaya Shantaya Niralambaya Tejase Muktanandaya Gurave Shisha Samsara Harane Bhakta kaya ikade haya namaste chitsaratmane etave jagatameva samsara navasetave prabhave sarva vidyanam shambhave gurave namaha guru brahma guru vishnu guru devo maheshvara Guru Sakshat Parabrahma Jasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Om Swarupa Swaswabhava Namo Namaha Om I bow to my own self. I bow to my Baba's own self. I bow to his Baba's own self. I bow to your own self, your own essence, your own existence, your own beingness, O Shiva. Again and again I bow. Om Swarupa Swaswa Bhava Namo Namaha. The one being all. There's really only one of us here. You and I are different expressions of the one reality. My latest metaphor for this is aspen trees. You have a whole aspen forest that is only one tree. In one area of Utah, there is one aspen tree that is almost a million years old. Its roots extend underground through more than a hundred acres, with shoots coming up throughout, creating a whole forest of trees, all of which are one tree. The one becomes many. They are genetically identical. Shiva's even greater than an aspen tree 
because Shiva can be you and me and all of us, but he's able to do it even with different genetics, different genders, different continents and languages. There is only one being all. This is a one-man show. Shiva sings and dances. He tells happy stories. He tells sad stories, sad enough to make you cry along with him. He becomes a child and then he fast forwards to old age. Shiva does it all, is being all while being you. Oh, Shiva. Jaya Shiva Shankara Shiva Parameshvara Nataraja Nataraja Parvati Pati Shambho. This chant features many names of Shiva. Well, really, a few of the many, many more that he is known and honored by. In the Linga Purana, he is lauded by a thousand different names, each one of which has a backstory. I'll tell you the meaning and backstory of these few names that I included in this chant. Jaya means hail to, a shout of triumph, jubilation, and respect. It's even used with politicians like Jaya Trump or Jaya Biden. Well, I say Jaya Shiva. Shiva is the name we use for the unnameable. As a teacher, my job is to describe the indescribable, to name the unnameable, to define the indefinable, to point to that which is everywhere and make you see that you see, that you are the one seeing through your eyes. You are the one that is being you. You are the one that is being all. So I use the name Shiva to point at this reality, which is bigger than what you think it is. Except it's not an it. It's you. It's me and all and beyond all. Shiva. To make Shiva accessible to the human mind and psyche, Shiva became Rudra. The Shiva Purana tells this story. Shiva, the ultimate reality, coalesced his beingness into a form. And then another, Vishnu and Brahma, they are named. Brahma asked Vishnu questions. Who am I? Why am I here? What am I supposed to do? Vishnu said, let's go ask Shiva. After Shiva gave them the cosmic download, and they knew, they asked a boon of him, O Shiva, since you are the source of this universe, and yet you abide in the formless level of reality, please take on a form within the universe so we can approach you with our minds and hearts. Shiva agreed, and he took on the form of Rudra, the meditating yogi who sits on the top of Mount Kailasa. Meditating merged into the inner infinity while abiding in the finite universe. 
Thus, Shiva is both formless and in form. Rudra specifically names the form of the formless. Shiva names that which is formless, yet takes form. Not only is Rudra, but is all that exists, including you. Jaya Shiva Shankara. Shankara is the name of a great sage who lived 1,300 years ago. He revitalized the yogic tradition at a time that it was in danger of being lost. He was called Adi Shankaracharya, the great teacher, named Shankara for Shiva. Shankara is a name of Shiva, literally peacemaker. This comes from the two parts of the name, Shang and Kara. Kara means to make or do. And Shang is the root of the word Shanti, peace. As the root, it has a broader meaning encompassing auspicious, propitious, conferring happiness or good fortune. Thus, by you calling on Shiva by his name Shankara, it's a way to invoke his blessing of happiness, health, wealth, and auspiciousness. This is what one chant to Shiva asks for, asking for such blessings. And I'll sing you the first five verses of Sri Rudram. Om Gananaham Dvaganapati Gum Havamahe Kavim Kavinam Upamashravastamam Jesharajam Brahmanam Brahmanas Patta Anushunvanu Sadanam Om Namo Bhagavate Rudraya Namaste Rudra Manyava Uto Taishave Namaha Namaste Astudanvane Bahubya Mutate Namaha Yataishu Shivatama Shivam Babhuva Te Danuhu Shiva Sharabhyaya Tabatayano Rudram Rudaya Yate Rudra Shiva Tanuraghora Papakashini Tayana Stanuva Shantamaya Giri Shantabichakashihi Yamishum Giri Shantahaste Bibharshastabe Shivam Giri Tratanguru Mahigunsi Purusham Jagata Shivena Vachasatva Giri Shachavadamasi Yatana Savami Jagada Yakshmagum Sumana Asata You want to know what it means? Om. Salutations to Rudra. Salutations to your ire, Rudra, and also salutations to your bow, and also to your both arms. Bless us with happiness, O Lord, with that arrow of thine which is holy with that bow of thine, which is the begetter of good, with that quiver of thine, which is sweet. O Rudra, who showers happiness on us from the mount, with your aspect, which is peaceful, which is giver of good always, and that which is bereft of sin, and that which is the road to salvation, and which takes us to the taller heights, 
reveal to us the principle of the soul. O Rudra, who feeds us sweetness sitting on the mount, and who gives us solace sitting on the mount, please make the arrow in your hand, which you have brought to punish the sinners, make it peaceful, and do not give trouble to people and to the world. We praise you and sing about you, so that we attain you, O God, who lives on the top of the mountains, be pleased to protect our relations and cows. Grant them all a disease-free life and make them live with love towards each other. Good stuff. It's what you want, right? Of course. You want to have a good life, a happy life, and have those around you enjoying the same. This chant comes from the Taittiriya Samhita, part of the Krishna Yajurveda, likely dating from 10,000 years ago or longer, but the scholars only give it 3,000 years. What does the timeline mean? It means that people wanted back then what you want now. And they called to Shiva for these blessings just like people today pray for blessings. But yoga goes a step farther. Yoga says the giver of blessings is found inside. This makes it mysticism, not religion. Shiva is the one in whom all things lie. You can think of it like the way that all boats are found floating in water. Shiva is the one in whom all things lie. Shiva is the one existence that is existing as everything that exists, including you. And inside, you know this to be true. Inside, you can feel your own essence, your own existence, your own self. You know your own shivaness. That's truly what gives you peace. While everyone wants to be happy, they want health, wealth, good relationships, but the sad news is these don't really make you happy. It simply isn't enough. You have to be filled from the inside as well. And there's only one thing that truly fills you. And that is you. Shankara, the peacemaker, lies within, O Shiva. When you settle within, being the beingness that you are, peace oozes through you. Shankara is Shiva, your own self, settling you into your own self. Jaya Shiva Shankara. Shiva Parameshvara. Parameshvara is the combination of Parama and Ishvara. Parameshvara. Ishvara is what we usually mean when we use the name God. The Sanskrit word Ishvara literally means God. Shiva does not mean God which becomes clear when you understand this particular name of Shiva Parameshwara. Ishvara means God. Parameshwara means greater than. 
put them together, Parameshwara means that which is beyond God. Beyond God? There's nothing beyond God, is there? How could there be anything beyond God? Well, there isn't. Except that when you use the name God, you think of a guy in the sky. Or maybe if you grew up in a different tradition, you think of God as having an elephant head or many arms. Your mind is a limited form of consciousness, so you conceive of God, believe in God, reach for God, think of God, even get angry with God. The one you're in relationship with is a limited form of what truly exists. Thus we call Shiva by the name Parameshvara, that which is beyond God, that which is beyond your idea of who or what God is. And probably your God is limited in another way. The West focuses on God as the formless, who has created all this, which is separate from him, not God at all. This is the Western approach. Except I have to ask, if God created all this, what did God use to create it all with? What existed for God to use as the raw materials when only God existed? Thus, this is all made of God's own energy and essence. So God is both formless and form. The name Shiva includes all this. The Sanskrit dictionary tells us that Shiva means in whom all things lie. Shiva names the one ever-existent existence that is existing as everything that exists. Everything that exists is made of existence itself or else it wouldn't exist. The Kashmiri Shaivite sages go a step farther. They tell us that everything that exists, exists. And that everything that doesn't exist, also exists. I'll repeat that. They tell us that everything that exists, exists. And that everything that doesn't exist, also exists. For example, before this building was here, the land was here. Probably there were trees. Maybe they got felled for farmland, and then, then a road came through and a building was built. So much that went before is gone. It doesn't exist anymore. Yet it exists in our mind, in our imagination, in our memory, even in the history books with the old photos and the names of the people who did all this. And things that do not yet exist in this world, like perhaps your grandchildren or their children, they don't exist. But they exist in words, in your hearing of these possibilities, in your ideas or fears. Ah, yes, even your fears. Your fears of things that never come to pass. If you think of something maybe happening, you make it exist by your own thoughts. In this way, everything that exists, exists, and everything that doesn't exist, also exists. 
And it's all Shiva, who's being every aspen tree, every rock, every chipmunk, every person, and even every thought. Oh, Shiva, you are amazing. Oh, wait, wait, Shiva is me. Oh, Shiva, I am amazing. He's putting on a one-man show. It is his existence that is existence itself, which is being all that exists and all that doesn't exist. Jaya Shiva Shankara, Shiva Parameshvara. Nataraja, Nataraja. I wrote this chant specifically for us to chant to Nataraja, the dancing Shiva here. I wrote this chant specifically so we could chant to Nataraja and to the next name coming up, Parvati Pati. But first, let's learn about Nataraja. He is Shiva dancing the world into existence. This is a freeze frame of Shiva in movement. His dance is the dance of creation, sustenance, destruction, concealment, and revelation. A bigger version of this sacred form is in the backyard at our residential building, and an even bigger one is installed in a patio at CERN, the European Organization for Nuclear Research in Geneva, Switzerland. A plaque installed there explains, quoting Fritjof Capra, for the modern physicists, Shiva's dance is the dance of subatomic matter. His cosmic dance is depicted in his hand positions and his feet. The movement of the dance is called Shakti, which is the energy of creation shown in his upper right hand, which is playing a drum beating time into existence. His lower right hand is in Abhaya Mudra, granting the blessing of fearlessness and peace, the cosmic force of maintenance and protection. His upper left hand holds a flame, the energy of destruction, that which will burn everything away. And the physicists tell us that this world will go out in a ball of flame. Nataraja, Nataraja. His left arm draws the veil across his form, concealing his presence in the midst of life and his lower left hand points to his upraised foot, through which grace flows in its most concentrated form, the energy of revelation. This is why we bow to God and to realized beings to place our head in the flow of that grace. Nataraja, Nataraja. The frenetic dance of Shiva, the shakti or energy that is being this universe, the craziness of the world, and the whirling of the atoms, all expressed in this perpetual motion, yet his face is serene. His inner absorption is undisturbed in the midst of life. He's the one creating the dance, and yet 
he is undisturbed. Nataraja, 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 Nataraja. And the beat goes on. Parvati Pati. It's all too easy to misunderstand everything I've already explained. It's kind of like when you put on a few layers and you try to squeeze yourself into your winter coat. These elevated principles simply don't fit into your mind's pre-existing cubby holes. Specifically, you can take everything I've explained and think that it means you should leave the world. No. You are Shiva, the one who is created and is being the world, but you think you should leave it? Ha! So Shiva, stepping into the world as Rudra, meditating for eons on the top of the snowy peak in the Himalayas. Well, he got married. He married Parvati, Parvati Pati. Now, she was pretty extraordinary in her own right, an incarnation of the goddess, taking on human form just as Shiva had, and she decided that he should marry her. Now, what chance does a guy have once a gal makes that decision? He resisted, thinking that bliss could only be found inside. But she persisted. She did intense yogic practices, all the while focused on Shiva. He was Pati, her lord. She gave her all to him. She persisted, and she won him over. Their wedding was done in grand style, for she was the daughter of a king, and they rode off into the sunset together. And Shiva embraced relationship. The formless reality being all forms, stepped into a form of his own and created a lasting partnership with another. The stories of Shiva and Parvati populate our tradition. They are called tantras. Parvati asked Shiva a question, and he answers. You may be familiar with this from the Guru Gita. Kailasa shikare ramye bhakti sandhana nayakam pranamya parvati bhaktya shankaram bhaya purchata shri devi uvacha om namo deva devesha parat parajagad guru sarashiva mahadeva guru diksham pradehime kena margena boswamin dehi brahmama yobave Vam-kar-pam-kuru-me-swam-in-nam-am-i-chara-nautava-i-shvara-uvacha-mamarupasi-devi-tvam-tvat-prityartam-vadam-yaham-lokopakara-kapraśno-nake-nabhi-kṛ
Who does he show devotion to? Parvati bowed and asked her lord, the one beyond all names and forms, teacher of the whole universe, grant me knowing of the guru. What path makes an embodied one live in the knowing of their self? Lord, bestow your grace upon me. Here I am bowing at your feet. Shiva replied to her great love. Shiva replied. Shiva replied to her great love, O my beloved, you are me. No one has asked this until now. Your question is a gift to all. Listen as I reveal the truth difficult to find in this world. The Guru is the Absolute, the One, the All. This is the truth. Parvati asks a question. Shiva answers. These dialogues span the gamut from yoga to agriculture, from astronomy to medicine, the tantras are an extensive exposition of life sciences, though we focus on the ones expounding the mystical process named yoga. So in the chant we chanted at the beginning of satsang, this name Parvati Pati points to Parvati's love for Shiva, which is the human being's love for God but it also names Shiva's love and dedication to Parvati and how he is always watching and taking care of her and taking care of us. It is the ultimate reality, also called non-relational consciousness, being in relationship. This is the highest teaching expounded in the yogic tantras that knowing your own self is only the first step. Then you embrace life with all its quirks and idiosyncrasies. And you embrace all the other forms of Shiva, for you find the self, you recognize self in all of them. This is why I wrote in this month's teachings article, when I look through my eyes and see you, it's like I'm looking in a mirror. Jaya Shiva Shankara Shiva Parameshvara Nataraja Nataraja Parvati Pati Shambho Shambho We've already seen the first syllable, Shang. Here it's spelled with an M instead of an N, but it's the same sound. In Sanskrit, it's the nasal mm, right here, mm. It's a sound we don't use much in English. It's there in other languages. I notice it when I hear French spoken. The technicalities of Sanskrit grammar explain that when this sound mm precedes a K, like in Shankara, it sounds like an N. But when it precedes a B, like in Shambo, it sounds like an M. Thus, when we put it into English letters, it is sometimes written as an N and sometimes as an M. Shambo. I translated it on your chant sheet as the one who bestows peace. It's a partial explanation and easily confused with Shankara, who is the peacemaker as I described earlier. 
Shang is the root of the Sanskrit word Shanti, meaning peace. But the root word has more meanings than what it becomes. Sham means to come together with, to bring together, to unite. Shambo, bo comes from bhava, which is your feeling. More than mere emotion, bhava is your mood, your thoughts, your facial expression, your body language. It's how you feel, look, and think along with what you say and do. It's all part of your bhav. Shambo thus means that your bhav becomes pervaded by God. Shambo is the name we call Shiva when he is easing your internal pressures, freeing you from your pain and fear, giving you peace, deep peace, and more giving you the feeling that you are loved and lovable and that you are taken care of. Even when things go wrong, Shambo makes it all right inside. Jaya Shiva Shankara Shiva Parameshvara Nataraja Nataraja Parvati Pati Shambo With all of that said, maybe the chant has a little more meaning to you. But again, it's easy to misunderstand. You can place Shiva outside of you, just like you placed God out there. Don't kick them out. Find the dimensionality within that embraces both of these names for the one. For the one has many names. Which name are you going to use? Self. Om Swarupa Swaswa Bhava Namo Namah.